Hey, Miel here, and I'm excited to bring you another episode of Energy of the Untamed Heart. Uh, You know how I feel. I think it's really important that people find whatever their language is that speaks to their heart so they can hear it. Today, I'm so excited to bring on my guest, Cindy Blazer. Cindy has transitioned from a 20-year career in corporate, both as a graphic designer and financial marketing manager. She has now evolved into an intuitive and art-inspired coach and healer. She comes with a long list here, but I'll just give you a few things. She is also a Reiki practitioner, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and a breathwork practitioner. Using her background in graphic design, combined with a lifelong love of drawing, Cindy helps her clients to find that still place within that is calm, free, and happy. You're listening to the Energy of the Untamed Heart podcast, where we talk about uncaging your divinely gifted wild heart to be as free and expansive as you were born to be. My goal is to use our stories, guest interviews, and your questions to tease out what has been keeping your wild heart under wraps. We'll look at how we can shine the light on our uniquely coded gifts and superpowers to navigate the challenges along our journey. Together, we will shatter the myths of our old stories to set our wild heart free. So thanks for choosing you and showing up today. Let's dive in. I'm reading your bio and and I'm seeing you here and I'm like, well, this girl must have started in corporate when she was a toddler because she can't possibly be over 30. You've got that beautiful sun-kissed, I have the healthy life skin. You were in corporate for 20 years. What did you do? Yeah, well, thank you, uh, by the way. And I like to say that that is just sun-kissed with happiness. That's that's the look that you're seeing. Uh, But uh, yeah, what I did in corporate, great question. I've been, over the past 20 years, involved with all kinds of different marketing projects, graphic design. And over the last 10 years, senior marketing manager for a financial company. So that's the corporate side of me. Wow. Corporate background. And you chose to leave that to follow your vision. And it seems like there's a theme of art through everything that you're bringing forward. Yeah, I wouldn't even simplify it to say I chose to leave. It's been quite a journey just to where I am now from from where I began, but you're right. Art has always been a thread. And if I look back to childhood, um, which I often did when I was really doing a lot of soul searching and trying to decide what are my next steps in life, I would always be brought back to when I was a little girl and what did I like to do? I was always coloring and just drawing and doing artwork. And it just filled me with such joy now I can see more clearly that that red has always been within me. Yeah, it's so interesting. I did a I did an interview not very long ago with uh, a mentor and friend of mine who is a numerologist and we had a conversation about how do we receive the language we need to hear that our heart needs to convey messages to us. And some people that's conveyed through, music. And for some people it's conveyed through art. And for some people it's conveyed through numerology or astrology or whatever the avenue may be that resonates deeply with your soul at such a deep level that it is literally the language your heart speaks and understands for you to hear. When I went to look on your website, 
it was just very clear to me that art and creativity through art is absolutely the language through which your heart speaks. I love what you said about the different avenues can be different for everyone. For me, art clearly has been one of those uh, portals. I like to call it like a portal to expanding my consciousness. Mm -hmm. But also my connection with nature has been a big one that I feel has really opened me up to even new, more creative ways to express myself. Mm -hmm. So art, yeah, definitely art and nature has been uh, sort of my soul language that has really brought me back to my heart and continues to whenever I get confused about next steps or make a decision in my life, I'll really connect through to my heart. A lot of times I get just symbolic messages through nature and and through art. It's been fascinating. It's really affirming to hear you say that the messages that you receive for you come through symbolism or imagery in nature that then comes through you creatively in your artwork. I, I feel so strongly that all of us are intuitive in our own way and we almost block our capacity to hear the messages when we get out of sync or out of harmony with how our heart is trying to speak to us. I'm curious, as you went through your journey, found your way to where you are now, is there anything that you can recall that was, this is my turning point. This is my wake up call. Yeah, that was such a good question. And as I look back over my lifetime, essentially, I can see there's been a few pivotal shifts along the way. I wouldn't say there's been one big aha. It's little shifts and nudges along the way. Some cracked me open a lot bigger than others. I think it comes from, for me, a a real readiness, a real, that inner soul calling to higher guidance. I, I remember having moments of just being in mental anguish. I had a tendency to be my hardest critic, have that little critical voice in your head saying, you're not good at this, you're not good enough, you're this and that, right? That voice I allowed to kind of shove me along in life for quite a while. And I was listening to that harsh critic. And I got to a point where I was internally on my knees, desperate for a way out, a way out of my own mental prison. And things started to to open up and shift for me. And it started with really asking and really being present with myself to listen in a new way, to listen to my heart, to give my my heart a seat at the table. One pivotal moment was 20 years ago before moving to California, I picked up a book. It was called The Four Agreements. At the time, I was taking everything personally. I was making assumptions left and right. This book it it just uh, made some pivotal shifts at just the right time to sort of change the trajectory of my journey. That was one little milestone. Recently, 
again, I reached a point where I was getting in my own way over and over and over again with this inner critic of you're not doing enough with your life or whatever. It, it would make up a whole bunch of stories. Again, I just surrendered fully to that angst and allowed whatever was there to be there. And I decided to just become friends with that part of me that was struggling. That really shifted things when I allowed it to be there. And I started to soften the mind and open the heart and let the heart have a voice. That was really pivotal for me making those subtle shifts. And it, it is kind of hard to put it into words. The more you start to get to your heart, you find your way. I, I just love you used a couple of phrases that I think are so important in anybody's journey is you had an awareness that the harshness of your inner critic wasn't really the voice that needed to be heard and that it was really your true deeper essence of who you are through your heart that was really needing to be heard. You use the phrase awareness and I surrendered to it. I think those two steps for any of us are two of the biggest barriers to reaching levels of true self-transformation and true personal growth when we cling to either the denial and listening to the little voice or we're afraid to release, we're afraid to surrender. I think of the fear of letting go and releasing is almost the fear of, I don't know what's on the other side. And it really speaks of what is the level of trust in something bigger than us, bigger than the little voice that's talking in your head, your use of the phrases awareness and surrender are really beautiful. And the third thing you said that really, I think lands is that you were not afraid to sit with the angst, to sit with the contrast that you were thinking slash feeling instead of trying to bury it, push it aside, control it, you allowed it to be present and offered it the kindness of I do see you, I do hear you, but I feel there's something bigger, more uh, aligned for me, and I'm going to allow the space it needs to come in. Those are really huge transformational shifts that many of us just go through life and ignore. I'm curious, when you have clients that you work with, do you find that's a stumbling point for them? Oh, yeah. My own journey has led me to now I provide coaching and what I call soul brush sessions, which is essentially tuning in essence to essence to the other person and helping them to really get into the heart of their being and help them recognize their own beautiful light within them that's there. It's already shining. They're already whole and complete, but they might have mental beliefs or blinders on in certain aspects of their life that um, they might not be able to see or recognize because that mental voice, inner critic, or taking them on as an identity 
a lot of my clients, they've come to me and they're like, I just need clarity about this, this health issue. And at the end of the day, it ends up being about much more than that health issue. The health Mm -hmm. issue is actually a messenger back to those portals that we talked about, art being a portal, nature being a portal. Our bodies are a portal of wisdom. A health issue is actually an invitation to sit with that part of your being and invite it to the table, so to speak, and say, I hear you, I'm with you. What do you have to say? It's trying to communicate with you. That's the beauty of just presenting that as a conceptual way to look at a health issue. It can open up, it can crack the window of light in their being to be like, oh, I can actually allow some space here, not try to control this thing and get just the right supplement, but invite whatever healing that wants to come through me to come through. And it can be completely transformational with just a few insights like that. It it can be so amazing. I think a huge piece that you say is I think that for many people, they view their body as a disconnected component to their overall being. Whereas your body by virtue of how it is, is a collection of cellular energy that's then organized into organ systems and so on and so forth. But at the bottom of it, it's still energy. It's still your inner soul expressing through your body your words of invite the messages that your body is choosing to share with you being your higher self with you. I think that is so key to how do we create whole wellness? How do we create a unified sense of well-being? It isn't as easy as slap the bandaid on the physical symptom and call it good there are just so many layers to it, the spiritual layers, the emotional layers, the mental layers, the physical layers, all of it. I'm so intrigued in how you bring this forward in conjunction with your creative art background and how that plays forward for your clients. I guess what I'm kind of curious about with the soul brush, because I think that's, I'm like, oh, sign me up, man, sign me up. I would so do this in a heartbeat. (laughs) Do you serve as the conduit of the message and then place that through your artwork or does your client create their own as you and the client are working through whatever the, the task at hand may be? Yeah, good questions. I'll explain a little bit about how my soul brush sessions work and how that transpired. I I actually created a new approach and needed a name for it. Soul brush was just perfect because what I discovered over the years of really crafting this approach was that I was connecting to their soul. The the soul brush, right? Paint brush. I was um, using 
the visual imagery that I was seeing for them in the session. And I was drawing as we would go. Everything was over the phone, but I always had my little notebook. I'm a doodler. And as messages were coming through for them, intuitive insights, I would all of a sudden in my inner eye, I would see a sailboat, for example. And I would just start talking about, here's what I'm seeing. And so many times I was blown away because they would have some sort of connection to that symbol. A lot of times it was not necessarily what I was expecting. It was something unique for them. In a soul brush session, I never used to have art as a component, but over time, as I was drawing, as an afterthought, I would take a picture of, of my drawing and send it to them and be like, thanks for the great session. Here's everything we talked about. And they'd be like, Cindy, I love this sketch. And I was like, oh, that's just, you know, a sketch. They're like, no, I really. And so it ended up that became an integral piece of soul brush was I was getting this information through visual, through art. I was drawing it. And then I started to bring in the digital painting component of it and bring in the color. And that added a whole new element when you bring in the, the color and the vibrations into the session. Now they leave with a digital piece of art that they can print out full color and keep or put it on the on their phone as a reference. And now they take the insights, the vibrations, the messages, the energy of the session, and it carries through. And it's something they can reference long after the session. What I'm finding is there's just golden nuggets in the imagery, in the symbolism, and in the messages. And the fact that a lot of it comes through even before I get on the phone with them. Going back to nature, I will tune in at the beach before a session and just connect when I'm by water. I just really tune in heart to heart, essence to essence with that person. I'll just get a flow of visual imagery and I'll start drawing. And by the time I get on the phone with them and explain what I saw and put it into the art, that just adds another element for them to trust because I hadn't even met them yet. And I got these messages. And for a lot of us, we're so mental and so literal that if someone comes to you and gives you a symbol or a message and they haven't even you know, met you yet, your mental critic can kind of step aside a little bit and be like, I think I should listen to this. <laughs> so, so from how I brought the art in, it was sort of an organic let's play, let's explore the fact that I've always been a lifelong drawer and doodler, it just started to express itself more and more as a critical part of the offering. I am the person that lives predominantly in my brain, like 99% of the time, but I'm also very spiritual and I have worked hard to kind of lean in more to the intuitive side of my heart, as opposed to trying to analyze through everything. What I really think is so spectacular in your description of what you do prior to a session is I almost have a visual of you as you are the open portal. So you are the portal through which the messages come through and then they are expressed through your hands onto the screen or the paper or whatever medium that you're using. 
And the fact that you receive the messages in such a very clear and unique way to the client is again, another affirmation of when we can just step out of our own way, when we can release the attachment to, is it right? Is it wrong? What does it mean? What does it do? And just allow the clarity through which we're able to receive the message is really phenomenal. Your description is so much of, and my bandwidth was aligned with the bandwidth for the client. So it's like a vibrational alignment, despite being either on Zoom or phone. The infinite possibilities are just replete out there if you're willing to entertain that and be open to it. And so I think it's so interesting that you started your sessions one way and you were open to receive, how might this look? How might I be able to serve and provide my service and purpose in a way that perhaps I haven't even considered? And through what you call, I'm a lifelong doodler, now you've created these very specific and special and unique graphic expressions for your client. The openness to how might that come through and present has now led you to this next level, this next step in your journey. If somebody had said to you, hey, you know, Cindy, it's going to look like this, you might have had some mental judgment about it, like, oh, no, I couldn't have it look like that. By just being open and allowing, in came through something that now has multiple layers of value and usefulness to your client. Not just the shapes and the words, but the colors it's really, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much deeper meaning embedded in just about every aspect of life that we can, that we can overlook. Um, I wanted to answer the second part of your question where you said, am I doing the art or the clients doing the art? I'm about to launch an in-person workshop and it'll be my first one of this kind where I'm bringing in the transformative power of intuitive art. I'm actually going to guide them through my process where I tune in. I do a guided visualization, visual imagery. So I'm going to combine the meditation portion with actual hands-on experiential just draw and I'm going to have the participants do their own art and you don't even have to be an artist. This isn't about that. It's about allowing sort of that right brain, that creative side of you that maybe someone told you your whole, your whole life, you don't know how to draw, or maybe you told yourself that this isn't about that. This is about expressing, taking your pencil for a walk. And then the beauty of it is now you're getting out of your head, out of your mental, you're getting more into your heart, more into, into your intuitive body. And I'm going to really help them unpack what they drew, the colors they chose, the symbols that they drew, and have an exploratory intuitive conversation about what messages are conveyed in that. I thank you for asking that question, because this is my first time experimenting with the art being both of us, not just me doing the art, if that makes sense. So absolutely I'm looking forward to it. It sounds exciting. It sounds fabulous. I wish I lived in your town. I'd be like, sign me up. Well, you're invited. If, oh, if you thank ever you. happen to be here. <laughs> thank you. It just sounds so what's so wonderful about this this new direction that you're taking is 
it allows you to still serve as the translator, I'll call it, of the language that's coming through as your clients are are digging through, down through their caged up inner being to release and peel back and get rid of some of the layers that have been blocking who and what they really want to be and are at their core essence, the freedom that you provide for them in just do the thing. It's not about, are you an artist? Are you not an artist? That acceptance, it's an unconditional acceptance of nobody is better, worse than anybody is fascinating to me how we receive the information we're meant to receive. So much fun. And that's the key is the playfulness and intuition can be soft and quiet and neutral. I think a lot of us will miss it because of that. We're so used to things being loud and I've got to be in control and I've got to speak up and we're so busy doing and being loud and trying to assert ourselves that we could maybe miss that still whisper of, why don't you try this? Yes. (laughs) This was also a phrase that my numerology friend used. She said, if we can just get quiet and quiet doesn't necessarily mean silent, but if we can just slow down the busyness, it will allow us to hear the whispers of our heart. You're saying exactly what she says as well, just in a slightly different way. I think we drown out the whispers oftentimes by the busyness, the distractions, the controlling, all the things. And if we can just be versus do. Just be. Yeah, that's funny you say that. My spiritual teacher, my mentor, who's been very pivotal in my life over the last seven years or so, he wrote a book called Just Be. And he often jokes, but it's very serious. All you have to do is read the cover to get it. Yeah. And and that's where the gold is. Just being, there's so much wisdom within that. What I found out in my own life is that our patterns have served us as a child. If we were afraid of conflict or if conflict made us not feel safe, we've built up these mechanisms to whatever that may be, to be a pleaser or to do good. I must be good. I must be quiet. A lot of the things are just patterns in our being that were there just to keep us protected as a child, but they no longer serve us. But we don't realize that these subconscious patterns can still be ruling our life if we're not shining the light of awareness on it. Like, why did I just run away from that person that was yelling at me? We don't sort of wake up in our own life to how we are contributing to our struggles Uh through some of our patterns limiting beliefs. I absolutely. I that was and, a wake up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Yes. I had quite a few behavioral patterns of things would trigger me and I would default to certain behaviors, certain thoughts, certain beliefs, certain actions. And it took a very, very long time 
to start to change those. But again, the first step to changing them was the awareness like, oh, I'm a grown up now and I have the choice to not replay that tape or I have the choice to replay that tape, whichever it may be. The little child don't get the choices, but as the adult, we do. What you just said was so key. And that was a real pivoted, you you asked me about shifts, right? And one recently for me was I, I was caught up in a pattern of almost being like a victim in my own life for people, maybe past relationships with certain people. And it was a pattern that kept repeating itself. And I kept making myself <laughs> the victim. I had a good mentor of mine who very nicely and sweetly asked me, why are you choosing that? And it was like, excuse me, you know, almost like I'm not choosing this, but it got me to look so deep within myself of why am I choosing this pattern to keep coming back? And can I let it go? I realized it's up to me to let go of the pattern. And that same sort of pattern of people won't keep coming into my life until I let it go. It gives you your power back when you bring awareness to your life and your triggers and you take responsibility for every single thing that triggers you. And not in a mean way. That's the catchy part. Because my critic was always, hey, what's wrong with you? Why are you triggered? Nope, that's (laughs) that's not useful. Uh, It has to come from a place of loving compassion. I see you're triggered. And then just almost sitting down with that little girl inside and saying, why are you scared? And, And starting there with the conversation. It's just like that. The phrase that we hear so often is, oh, well, you know, this is really simple, but it's not easy. The answer is it's really simple. Just be, don't do. It's really simple. Just let go. It's really simple. Just make the choice. It's really simple. Change your mind. So it sounds really simple, really easy. But then truth be told, sometimes, although the answer is, Yes, it is your choice. Yes, all these things come back to what do we ultimately choose? But because it tends to get wrapped up with an awful lot of other things, they're not individual one-itemed responses, patterns, thoughts, and triggers. They're usually kind of wrapped up a little bit like a ball of yarn. The letting go or making the choice oftentimes has a ripple associated with it. Now a different kind of fear may step up. If I do this, then does that mean, and list the 10 things that it may or may not mean. And I sometimes wonder if the ease with which we say, you can choose, you have choice, you could choose again. That sounds very, very simple. But for some, that is not so easy because there's a lot of extra stuff wrapped up in it. Yeah. Letting go is a lot like peeling back all the layers of the onion. Um, You think, okay, I get it, right? You let go of a layer. I get it. I'm strong. Bam, run into a wall. I thought I already solved this. You know, here this problem is again. 
no, it, it's like taking that circular staircase up in our evolutionary journey. There's still going to be things that cause us great fear and doubt, but we are getting stronger with each like rung of the ladder that we're going up. And it's just about our evolutionary journey of, of coming back home to who we really are. That's what it's always been for me is what is the bigger picture? Who am I really? Mm-hmm. And really getting to the heart of that and knowing that I trust everything that comes to me, every person, everything that snags my attention, every trigger, every wonderful event. It's all just an expression of me trying to get me to see who I really am, which is an infinite being of light, essentially. We're infinite beings and choosing to express ourselves in these bodies for a short time. I kind of get there to that bigger perspective and that helps me to navigate some of the, the, you know, the more down to earth pragmatic problems in my life. I, I try to zoom out to the bigger picture and that that tends to help. But back to what you were saying about it's not easy. There's part of our identities that we're not willing to let go of. And those are the parts that kind of can keep us small. Mm-hmm. We've just decided certain things about ourselves and we don't question it. We are keeping ourselves small. I and it's just being willing, I think, to look at it. Is mm-hmm. to take an honest look and create that space in your life. And I know once I started to prioritize that stillness, my meditation practice, my time in nature, my walks, even a chanting practice out loud where I could actually hear my voice, doing those practices every day, that has just been so transformational in my life. I highly recommend for anyone that really wants to tune in and get to know who they really are is to set aside that time for themselves every day, even if it's just a couple of minutes. I struggle to be consistent with that practice, but I find when I can and when I can kind of get consistent with that practice, the difference in my sense of inner grounding and peace is palpable, literally. And it really allows me to to sense when am I more aligned and when do I feel I've sort of jumped off the tracks a little bit. That's a really beautiful tip to share out. Oh, I was just going to say, I like to say for people that are really, really busy, which is most of us, yes. <laughs> the invitation there is activities that you're already doing just bring sort of an awareness of your breath while you do them. So for example, doing the dishes can become a meditation. Mm-hmm. It's a simple shift that now I am, I'm in a, a mindful meditative space. I'm doing my dishes ritual. You have to do the dishes anyway. I like to sort of sprinkle in the sort of beingness into activities I'm already doing if I'm busy. Uh, that way you get the the benefits of connecting with yourself. The shower is also a really good one. Really tune in because there's powerful qualities of water and um, you'll be surprised if you just um, feel the water and 
connect with your breath, uh, you can totally change your day just by adding in that element. I think a lot of people think meditation is sitting cross-legged, you know, thumb to forefinger and, oh, I got to sit here for 35 minutes, trying not to get my mind on anything. And that's really not what it's about. For me, when I think about meditation, I actually do what I call an active meditation. For me, living on a farm, I'm up at the crack of dawn doing chores before work. And it's very quiet because it's 4.30 in the morning. That is my meditation time. I'm very in the moment when I do it. I really slow everything down during that window of time that I'm caretaking and getting everybody fed. So your point is just so valid. You don't have to be sitting cross-legged in the on a cushion. You can be walking in the woods. You can be down by the water. You could be doing your dishes. You could be folding your laundry. Uh, the I think the the crux of it is find a place where you can be in the space, in the now, in the moment versus the monkey chatter of the list of 30 things that need to get done for the day. Take the time to slow everything down so you can hear the whispers. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautifully said. It, and what you just said, it's like, wherever you are, right, be there really be with the dishes, not in your head of, I've got to do this. And again, this stuff is easier said than done, but these gifts of awareness, it, it can be anytime. It does not, like you said, have to be seated in lotus position. Now I'm meditating. Your entire life can be filled with the light of awareness but we have to show up and turn that light on and actually really be there. And we get lost in our, the, the mental, the monkey mind. Let me figure this out. Let me solve this problem. In reality, if we can let go of all that chatter, things end up working out so much better when we just don't try to solve all the problems. They actually... yeah solve themselves. If we could just step out of the way, <laughs> they right? will solve themselves. <laughs> right? That is the truth. Yeah. yeah. What a great conversation. Thank you so much, Cindy, for coming. This has been really. Oh, this has been just a pleasure. Yeah. This just great. Tell our listeners, how do we find you? Yeah. You can find me on my website, which is cindyblazer.com. And I'm, you know, always trying to come up with new offerings. I have my soul brush offerings on there and workshops and I do virtual guided meditation. That's the best place to, to stay connected and make sure uh, if you don't want to miss anything to sign up for my email, that way you will definitely get notified if I add something new. That's I love what you're doing. It's a beautiful gift of inviting these conversations for people to just discuss the various portals to really come back home to themselves, come back home to their heart. And I just think it's a beautiful thing that you're doing. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Such good stuff. What a great conversation today with Cindy. So cool to see how we can use art, imagery, color, and symbols to receive insight from our intuition and higher self. 
If you would like more information on Cindy's Soul Brush offering or any of her other services, you can reach her best by going to her website at www.cindyblazer.com and join me each week as we continue to explore the energy of the untamed heart. Subscribe on your favorite listening platform so you don't miss an episode. And as always, I'd love to hear what content you'd like to listen to, what questions you may have. So by all means, feel free to reach me via Facebook or Instagram at MielFox or via my website at www.foxdenenergetics.com. So much love to you all. See you next week.